Welcome to episode 264 of the Drunk Nationers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. I am doing fantastic, man. <laughs> Past weeks were pretty busy. Last Saturday was amazing in terms of uh, vacationing stuff, pretty much. For those that were listening to last week, yeah, I did. I was partially responsible for like us recording a bit early. <laughs> <laughs> because I went on a pirate cruise, the Emerald City Pirates. Nice. The public cruise, it was a party boat. It was pretty fucking hilarious, honestly. Just seeing all the people just drink, have fun, just like limboing and stuff. But it was kind of funny because we all picked our pirate names too. Like, uh, I decided to... <laughs> I couldn't think of a name, so I just wrote down Rogue Gables. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of stuck with me you know it's i still have the sticker for that stupid party <laughs> boat but some of my friends some of my friends just kind of be kind of like jerks about it like one of them was just like to see more butts <laughs> which led to a hilarious thing with one of my other friends because uh, she looked at it from across the boat it's like oh my god does that say semen butts like oh my god <laughs> and so that led to an awkward conversation <laughs> but uh now there is that there is another one of my friends that went by aj copperbottom which is an in joke for, uh, it's a good name. It's all name. It's like a a name you would get when you join WWE. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And uh, it led to to like uh, my friend and I just kind of messaging our other friend at our workplace, where it's like, "Hey, we kind of found your pirate name, you know, Lolly Roger." <laughs> <laughs> and it, it led to this whole fucking conversation between him and I, and stuff like that, where it's like, "Oh, hey, blah blah blah," and so and so forth. It's like. You know how, like, uh, you know the term lolly means, like, anime girls are kind of, like, underage and all this other shit? I didn't know but, that. Uh, I learned something new on this podcast. Well, that's just the thing, though. <laughs> we poke fun at him because he he loves, like, uh, the anime, like, girls stuff and this, that, you know. He's not, like, mm-hmm. a bad guy or anything, but uh, he just likes cutesy girl animes and stuff like that, so. Nothing wrong with we that. Just, we, just, we just bust his chops at work. It's like, oh, hey, there she blows. There goes Lolly Roger. <laughs> <laughs> And he just gives us his death glare. Seriously, guy. <laughs> but um, other than that, I would love to share just one little brief little thing as re- <laughs> as far as the pirate ride goes. We saw something pretty funny. Now, while we were sailing upon, just having a fun time, we noticed these guys. These group of guys, there's just like about eight of them. They had jerry-rigged a hot tub. Like, I don't know how. I don't know how they got it to run. But they jerry-rigged a hot tub, and they were floating across Lake Union in Seattle. That was funny as shit. All of them are topless, they're just having a good time, have their drinks in hand and stuff. But it was made even more awesome. After, like, a few minutes later, you see a police boat chasing after them. <laughs> and everybody on the boat's like, oh! <laughs> they're just, like, laughing their asses off. It's like... Yep, bunch of college frat kids having fun in the ocean. <laughs> but um, other than that, though, I mean, I've been doing pretty fucking good, Tyler. How about you? Uh, doing okay. Uh, nothing too exciting going on. Uh, recovered from my golf outing last weekend. Sorry about last oh. week. I was extremely exhausted uh, no after points, yeah after a long day of work and then directly going to that and also a lot of drinking in there and then coming down from the drinking. 
uh, <laughs> made Tyler very tired. Hence the name of the podcast, Tired Tyler. Uh, you know, some, there's some ups this week. Um, there's some downs. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine got canceled, and then a few days Aww. later, it got renewed. So fuck yeah, so yeah. excited. Oh, it was it was very depressing uh, when that happened. I love that. It's my, my probably my favorite show on television, besides Game of Thrones. Actually, yeah, besides Game of Thrones, but it's close. Okay. It's a close second. Uh, it's a, it's a hilarious show. Everybody should just watch it. If you have Hulu, just just go watch it. It's a great show. Uh, so that was great. It's been like the peak moment. I was gonna go see Infinity War on Friday. Doesn't supposed to get out of work early. Yeah. Um, because I had too many hours, and then but I saw it coming Saturday. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Um, but then uh, people called in, so then I had I wasn't able to go. So uh, trying to trying to it's it's tough trying to be on social social media like Twitter. I love being on Twitter and fucking reading about shit, especially this week with all the with all the news for video gaming. Uh, but it's been tough the last couple weeks because it's like a fucking minefield for uh, Avengers: Infinity War uh, spoilers. So. I, 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 I'm starting, unfortunately starting to piece some things together about how it oh, goes. No. And, uh, Oh, that's the worst dude. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to avoid anything. Anytime I see a screenshot or I even see anything to do with a Marvel character or anything to do with Marvel quickly scroll. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's been rough the last couple of weeks. So, uh, just trying to find time to do that. So I'm going to try to go again sometime this week. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, it's, uh, been kind of a it's getting nicer outside so that's always nice so it's not you're not stuck in the house all the time so that's great being able to go outside i don't have to wear a hoodie anymore i don't have to start my car up anymore i can actually drive around with the windows down yeah, which yeah. is which is great i love that i wore shorts the other day it's amazing these are small victories here in iowa okay guys uh we have very <laughs> we don't have a lot of things to be excited about about around here okay so wearing shorts after eight months of being stuck in your house is awesome um <laughs> yep yeah so uh like i said not all that going on uh with me but uh there's been a lot of shit going on with gaming like i was just talking about uh oh, yeah so we're probably not gonna talk about what we've been playing um not really a lot we haven't really been we talked about it before the show we haven't really not like really we need to jump into right away i don't feel like or anything we've delved enough into to really fully have a discussion about um so if we have time, we'll touch on those things. But I don't. With the amount of news we have here, we have like I think like eleven different uh, news topics. Uh, so don't expect us to get to that. Uh, so I think we should just jump on into it because we got a lot to talk about. Um, okay. So first up, we're so first off, we got like a we got a lot of Nintendo news, uh, a lot of info from them and some rumors. There's some E3 rumors, and then there's like some miscellaneous stuff. We're gonna tack them all in orders. Uh, we're gonna start Nintendo stuff first. And uh, I think the first thing we should probably talk about is, uh, one second, sorry, had a burp, nope, th- nope. nope, there it is, yep, alright, now I'm good. Um, uh, sloppy seconds. Yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's the grossest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> uh, you said some pretty gross things, Gables. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, anyways, Nintendo, that's a, that's something I'm never going to forget now. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo uh, gave us some details on the Nintendo services. I think it's Nintendo service online or Nintendo online services. I don't really know. Uh, uh, online services, I would guess. Yeah. At this point. Rolls up, we'll just call it NOS uh, for short. And also because it reminds me of uh, Fast and Furious, which I'm cool with anything that reminds you of Fast and Furious. But anyways, uh, so... 
one thing we already knew is gonna be 20 bucks a year i think it's like eight bucks for three months or four bucks a month uh we already knew that's releasing in september they said that before but some of the things they did announce will um it will have cloud saving uh this is you have this is all stuff you have to pay the yearly subscription or pay for to get um have cloud saving no no say on how what your amount is uh if you'll be able to transfer it from other switches or how that's going to work um you know what can't because it said some games it didn't say all games so that's um the wording on it was very weird uh, voice chat it's, it's still going to be through the phone app unfortunately uh, so it sounds like they're kind of sticking with that and double downing on that but uh, another thing coming out of it is they announced like this Nintendo uh, Entertainment System Nintendo Services Online NES NSO or NES NOS NES NOS that's what we're going to call it um, so what, what they'll be doing is at launch of this there'll be 20 NES games basically like a Netflix style thing uh, I don't know if they didn't say if you can download them or if you're just going to be streaming them, they didn't say how it's going to work. But uh, at launch with this Nintendo Online Services, you'll have uh, 20 NES games. They've announced 10. All of these will have online services, so you'll be able to play them. Uh, if they're multiplayer, you can play them online against, against people. Uh, you can also do a thing like basically they're calling it pass the controller mode. Uh, so kind of like what um, PS4 has right now where you can share. You can do like uh, game sharing or whatever where like you can like watch your friend play the game and then he can like basically like uh through the internet the power of the internet let you play the game too and i think you can play it for like a set amount of time um so it sounds like you're doing the same thing here where like say uh one of the games that's gonna be there at launch is legend of zelda so a friend of uh so say gables and i uh say i'm playing legend of zelda and i get stuck at this boss so i'm like gables take this over for me you can take it over and you can play it for me uh but i'm assuming we both have to have the uh online service uh they'd also announce there will be a family mode or family one that's like 35 bucks a year and it's up to eight eight accounts um so if you have a bunch of people that you know that play that play the switch and you want a discount uh you can you know five bucks a piece if you have seven or eight friends or you know if you got three or four of you you can split the cost that way so if you want to save a few bucks that's the way to go it's so cheap though i don't know why it's i mean unless like it's an actual like legit family thing uh like you got you and three kids or something like that I, it's so cheap at this point. I don't know why the hell you would uh, just, just pay the 20 bucks a year. Um, but the, the 10 games announced, like I said already, Legend of Zelda, Ice Climbers, Balloon Fight, Soccer, Tennis, Mario, Mario Brothers. So the uh, not the Super Mario, but Mario Brothers. Uh, they also do have Super Mario Brothers, Dr. Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3, and the original Donkey Kong. Um, mm. Those would be the 10 games. That's kind of the, all the details, the main stuff that came out of it. Um, Gables. Uh, I am curious. You're, you're more of the Nintendo guy than I am, uh, but uh, I am curious to, to hear your thoughts. I kind of find it interesting how they would go on with the online features, touting that as a major feature for these NES games that they are releasing, and at the same time kind of releasing <laughs> a lot of games digitally, which quite frankly would probably be kind of the least likeliest to be appealing for multiplayer mode. I mean, there's some that have hints of it being pretty interesting. I mean, Legend of Zelda is predominantly a single-player game. Yeah. They could add some online elements to it. I mean, let's see. Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3 are no-brainers. Dr. Mario is no is a no-brainer because of how competitive it can be for, like... It has options where you can do, like, a two-player mode and stuff. But uh, the other types of games that they announced, I mean... What was it? Ice Climbers? This yep. and that? Okay, could you just read off like the list again? Yeah, and just read off the list of me again. I'm trying to hear. So, Ice Climbers, Zelda, 
Balloon Fight, Soccer, Tennis, The Original Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 1 and 3, Dr. Mario, and Donkey Kong. Okay, out of all those games, there are initially maybe, I would think, about three or four games that are worthwhile. I would probably say five because I like Balloon Fight, (laughs) in my personal opinion. As far as the... As far as, like, say, the appeal goes, hey, this is definitely a good thing in terms of, like, having some classic games on the eShop for those that want to go through and download them. I mean, games like Super Mario Brothers, Mario 3, Legend of Zelda, Balloon Fight, like, just classics like that are timeless and that anybody can go through and download. I'm kind of interested in knowing the price of them, considering now they've added extra features to it. I mean... Well, this is all going to be a part of the service. Okay, so that's all going to be a part of the service, so there's not even any type of, like, inkling to maybe even buying them separately. No, no no news on that yet. Okay, so this is just a part of their online service just to begin with. Yes. Okay, now that I've understood that, the most appealing option that I see there for their packaging right here is that whole family thing where it's, like, 35 bucks across eight multiple accounts. That's going to be an interesting feature come down the line especially if they if rumors are like correct and in saying they're going to release a like remodeled sort of switch console maybe the next year or two but uh honestly other than like the online modes and stuff this is kind of bare bones yeah especially from nintendo why because even if they go through and like uh, have just online play and then just have some nes games here or there there is still a lot to be desired from this service i mean let's see they said they were going to add like 10 more nes games or something to this thing like then now some little bits here and there up yeah. until like september i think is their launch yep of this sometime in that month yeah so yeah that's pretty much my initial thoughts of it i mean it's kind of bare bones i like the element of there being nes games but i would have much rather had it be in a way where it's just individual so i can just buy and re-download even though i've done it like two or three different times or hell even have the element of transferring my wii u virtual console games to switch i mean it's not that hard (laughs) it's definitely not that um but we'll get we'll get to that one next but i I don't think that's gonna happen yeah yeah um yeah I'm, I'm with you on it uh when it first was announced i'm like all right it's 20 bucks not a big deal but then like the more i just kind of thought about it um like i said you're, i agree with you it's very bare bones it's kind of like the seems like the minimum amount of things they can do to make it worth 20 bucks especially since we've already mm-hmm. at, in september when this launches on playing online for free on the switch would be around for a year and a half um, yeah there was one thing that I did like about it, and that's the backup cloud saving yes. option for games, for digital games. Yeah. That's a good feature to have. That's something that should have been there at launch with uh, having at least an external hard drive or saving them on a save, saving them on the the SD cards that we bought for those things. Because uh, that we need them now, since every fucking game comes out for it. It's 23 gigs now, or at least the third-party shit. Yeah. Um, so... I'm happy they have an option now. Um, I'm not. I'm fine with it being you know a thing that's behind a paywall. Uh, that shit's not cheap. I get that. PlayStation charges for it. Xbox doesn't, but they have the Microsoft with it. So I imagine that it's part of a deal already. Um, but you know, PlayStation, Xbox already have. They have multiple different options for you to do it for free um, yourself. Uh, so I'm happy there's an option though. Um, I mean, like Brian Altano uh, talked about a few months ago. 
uh, he said he had to send his uh, or he lost a switch or something like that. And uh, or he like he, like, he had to send in to get repair. I can't remember what the story was, but basically when he got it back, the saves were gone. Um, so mm. there's no way he couldn't back them up anywhere. He couldn't put saves or anything else. So oh, it sucks. his 200 hour Breath of the Wild save was gone. He 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. That's gonna be an option. I'm fine. I, I like that idea because that is you know I love the fact that like my PS4 every time I play a game it automatically updates it in the cloud for me. I have to set up that option. Uh, yeah. So my PS4 does break my my Madden 18 uh, career mode that I have 200 hours in uh, or probably more at this point. Uh, will still be there, you know, if I have to get a new pro or something. Uh, voice chat, double downing on the phone app. I hope they do some more expansions. I actually read out. So I got an iPhone 8 last month, and my iPhone, my iPhone 6 was a piece of shit and was chugging, barely chugging along. I had a handful of apps on it, like Twitter, Facebook. Like the bare minimum shit, I just kind of need. Like I, the, the stuff, my stuff I use, I had like five or six main things. And the thing barely worked, so I deleted the, the, the Nintendo app. And I haven't had it on my phone for, I don't know, probably eight, nine months since Baron's Splatoon 2 came out and I deleted it shortly after and uh, I pre-downloaded it and nothing's changed. It's exactly the same app. Uh, well. They haven't added anything to it in that time. It's just the only game on there is still Splatoon 2 for voice chat. Um, so I hope they do some, they, they're going to force us to use this, make it, you know, add to it, you know, make it, I can buy stuff on the store through there or I can kind of like the or, PlayStation Xbox app, make it more social. Yeah, you know, or at least make it like it's so that we can actually download the app on the fucking Switch so we can actually use it. You yeah, know? that'd be great. Have a better interface. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, like Discord and Xbox just hooked up, so now you can use Discord on your Xbox. Do something That's like a that. Good feature. Uh, but, I mean, if they're going to force us to use this, I just think they should put some more effort into that app because it's yep. a fucking embarrassment and a joke. Uh, you want to talk about bare bones, that thing is bare bones. Yep. Uh, the online, the Netflix-style thing... Um, I said it a while ago, uh, and I still stick with it. Like when I first heard about it, the with the twenty NES games, I'm like, "Cool, that's awesome!" Like, but then I found out it's called the NES. Like, uh, it's like Nintendo Online Services or Nintendo uh, NES something. But basically, it sounds like it's just gonna, the title of it makes it sound like the only thing you're going to be able to get on this Netflix style thing is NES games. Um, mm, that so kinda makes me wonder then. Yeah. So. People have talked about, oh, is there going to be, like, different options? Like, you know, like, you, you get Hulu, and it's, like, you know, it's 7 bucks a month. If you want no commercials, it's 12 bucks a month. If you want to add HBO, it's it's 10 bucks a month. Like, add different kind of things to it. Like, hey, we'll do Super Nintendo games for for additional 5 bucks a year or 10 bucks a year or GameCube games for, like, an extra 5 bucks, whatever, um, which I'd be fine with. If, if it comes out, if I'm paying 35 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month to get, like, Super Nintendo and GameCube games on that thing, that's fine. But just look at what we got here. Um... It, it's fine. I got the on, having the online thing is kind of cool, and the, the pass to the controller thing sounds like the most cool thing to me. But I thought the game sharing thing that PS4 did when they first announced that, when they announced the PS4, I'm like that sounds fucking awesome. And it's been around for five years, and I've never even used it. I don't even know how the hell I, use, I don't even know how I don't even know how I turn it on. I'm like that's just like something I would use all the time. I could like I, I used to love sitting sitting at my friends and watch my friend play games, or we'd take turns passing controller back and forth. It sounds fantastic. Never use it. So, um, and I don't feel like I'm going to use it here. I mean, I'm sure some people will use it, and it sounds kind of cool, especially for the nostalgia of it. I feel like maybe that's something I can use one time, especially playing, like, uh, like Super Mario Bros. 3 or something like that. Like, Justin and I or Gables and I or something. Like, we'll, you know, we'll play two-player with that. That'd be fun to do. Um, yeah, that would be funny. 
yeah, but I feel like that's something I'm gonna use once or twice. All these games like Zelda, I you know I, I bought that game on the Wii. I bought I bought that on the Wii U. Uh, yeah, I have it on the 3DS. It's on the 3DS. <laughs> I mean, like all these things I've played a million times before that. Still, um, if you have an NES Classic, um, I feel like for the hardcore fans, this is something that's like eh, whatever. I mean, it's exciting. It's cool to have it on the portable, but at the same time, it's like you already own this shit like 20 times. No uh, shit. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not blown away by this. The only thing that's the saving grace of this thing is the price point, twenty bucks a year, and it's something I've said since they announced the price of this about a year ago. Was that I'm like for being a gamer is a very expensive hobby, Um, and if we're gonna bitch about spending twenty dollars a year, um, then I mean we shouldn't be gaming, Uh, or you're not not really. I don't know how to phrase it better than that, but uh, you know it's. It's a game for sixty bucks. You're gonna. This is you know. I I pay sixty bucks a year for my Xbox Live for gold Xbox Live account for gold account, and I've I've turned my Xbox on to play Cuphead in the last almost two years. So, and I you know I I barely play online with PS4. Maybe once or twice a month. Uh, I I maybe play one or two of the PlayStation Plus games every year, uh, and I'm totally fine with the services, you know, paying 60 bucks a year for it. So if I'm going to bitch about paying 20 bucks a year for this, um, then I mean, it's stupid. That's, it's a really stupid thing. Like what just, it'd be really hypocritical of me to bitch about that. So it, I don't know. I, it feels like it's whatever. If this was like any more than 20 bucks a year, then I think I'm like, all right, I would stop and think about it since I haven't played a, I don't know what Splatoon. I, I imagine the Splatoon 2 market like online is still going pretty well. Uh, yeah. but it's just like, they're trying like the way they like phrase it is like, hey, you can play great games on online now with Nintendo Online services like Splatoon Two and Mario Kart, and it's just like, wow, we've been playing these games for free online for a year already, more than a year. Uh, so it's not really a good thing. Hey, remember this thing? You know this thing you've been doing for over a year now. Now you gotta pay for it. So um, <laughs> that's always that's always a kick in the pants. <laughs> yeah. So so if they would like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, if they would have came out with this at launch. And we had to pay twenty bucks a year, and it was just the online services. It'd be whatever, but now a year and a half in, um, you have to give us more uh, than just that, and this is what they're giving us, and it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what more they add and more details comes out. I'm sure we probably. I don't think we'll hear anything about it. I feel like this is the bad news they got to get out of the way before they get yeah. to like E3 uh, the kind of thing. The feel of it. Yeah, it's like all right, we got some better stuff coming, but we know if we announce this with all the cool shit, it's like. This is going to kind of put a damper on some of that cool shit we're going to show off. So let's get this shit out of the way. We'll take the hits now. But in a month at E3, we're going to fucking knock it out of the park. That's what it feels like to me. So uh, I guess we'll see. But speaking of, we were talking about, you just you kind of touched on it earlier. But the Kotaku asked um, Nintendo about Virtual Console. And Nintendo said, as of right now, there are no plans for Virtual Console to come to Switch. Uh, yeah. So this is kind of like when you, you're hoping to bring your games over to the Switch from the Wii U. Like you did from the Wii to the Wii U. Uh, this sounds like uh, basically um, this is their out for not hap- make, making you buy those games again. Because uh, when I first heard it, I'm like, okay, so maybe the Nintendo, uh, the little Netflix style thing uh, is just going to be the thing that they do. Like that's just like all the games are going to be on there for streaming, maybe or downloading. Who knows? Who knows if you can buy actually buy them? Uh, basically, my thought was just copy Xbox Live, uh, the Game Pass thing, where it's like. Hey, you guys like these games? You can download them onto your console, and if you like, if you want to keep them, you can buy them. Um, so I was like, okay, I mean, like whatever. But so maybe that still is gonna be a thing. 
but uh, the virtual console with that going away that makes me that hopes that gives me hope that that's what's going to happen. But um, kind of listening to people on Twitter, uh, sounds like basically uh-huh. this is the way like the virtual console the name itself is like a brand. You know, yep. it's like Xbox. The name is a brand. PlayStation. The name is a brand. This sounds like it's just like okay, that brand. We're just going to change it. It's no longer Virtual Console. It's going to be like kind of like a Neo Geo games or like the Nintendo Arcade classics are on the eShop right now. It's just going to be like all right, now we're just going to release them. They're just going to be part of the eShop now, um, or maybe they'll separate it, but it's going to be called something else. But this feels like we're just going to get away from that because people have been bitching about rebuying things on the Virtual Console forever. Now we're going to make you repay for it, but we're just going to call it something else or not call it anything at all. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about the kind of virtual console going away? Well, you know what? I know a lot of people are very negative about the fact that virtual console is not coming to the Switch. But at the same time, there are a lot of positives to this. And there is a reason why the Nintendo, not until right now, have not actually have had a lot of their old classic games like playable on the Switch. Because look at it this way. Look at how successful a lot of the indie games have been released on switch oh yeah and they being a focal point upon like what nintendo's major success for the switch has been because think of it this way this is like the place where all the indies go now mm-hmm. it's not the vita it's not steam the switch is the new hotness in yeah. terms of it life, killed the vita it, well the vita the vita was already on life support yeah as it is, but, but uh, what it had was 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 great indie games and now all the indie games are like well we'll go to the thing people are actually playing now yeah, so quintessentially it just knocked the crutch out of the Vita's hand and stuff and let it spiral into a downwards well. But anyway, <laughs> I just went to a dark place. Anyway, in terms of the virtual console stuff, I mean, yeah, you know what? I was a little bit sad about it too, but at the at the focal point of it, let's look at what it was. The virtual console in and of itself was a collection of emulated ports that... Inside some of the ROM files, especially for the Wii, were actual, like, uh, ROMs that were pretty much borrowed from, like, the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quintessentially, that we were made to pay for back around the mid-2000s. But uh, at least with what Nintendo is doing right now, they are adding more features to them in terms of, like, say, classic games, like the NES stuff for their service that they're doing. So if they do release, and I, I know they are going to release more classic games eventually on that switch they are more than likely like you were just saying tyler going to be a part of some subscription service either by console either by game like types or whatever but uh it's yeah it's just like one of these loopholes around the fact that they don't want to have everybody all of a sudden have a lot of their digital content that they've bought previously just for the sake of oh hey let's have them subscribe to a service you know let's make some more money on top of this but, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of indifferent about it at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears> – <throat> depending on where they go with it um, will be – like right now, it's like, okay, whatever. Um, I agree with you on that. I'm just kind of – it's all going to be based off what, what 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 happens in the future with it. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful. You know, I, I, I hope that, that, that that means we're still getting those classic games. Uh, I hope I can actually pay for them, um, and they don't charge me fucking arm and leg for them. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll uh, be a wait and see kind of thing for that. Uh, see what see kind of the future of what that could be. Uh, but more Nintendo news. Um, so this isn't like a, I don't think this is like officially announced. I can't tell if this is like Nintendo has re- announced this or if it's just a rumor. But right now, so I guess on June 9th, 
Uh, Nintendo is going to be uh, announcing some huge uh, news. Uh, that was That's their words, huge news. Or somebody's words, I'm not sure. Um, about Splatoon 2. Uh, and the rumor is uh, Battle Royale mode. Uh, really? Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, I guess um, I think this would act, this kind of like I already sold my copy of Splatoon two, but this could actually like depending on like what it is, you know, how it works, and kind of I think it'd be a wait and see kind of thing. But if this is real. I would actually be interested, and just I just want to like play it uh-huh. and check it out, see how see how it works if it's real. Like, I don't right, know right. what else they can do. Like, I know they have, like, the single-player um, DLC coming sometime here soon. Um, but, like, is this going to be, like, are we gonna, they going to have, like, an actual... Is it a map pack? Is it going to be... Uh, like, map pack wouldn't, wouldn't intrigue me all. Um, more game types wouldn't intrigue me. Getting rid of the map rotation thing would kind of intrigue me. Uh, especially as they've added a bunch of shit since then, you know, since the game came out but uh a battle royale mode like i'm just trying to figure out how that works because there's no way they can do 100 characters because i think right now what they do eight on a map eight in a game um even if it's like they have some sort of mode like that and it's like they can get 32 players and how would the ink work you know would everybody have different colors like is it teams is it 16 v 16 or like what are the maps gonna look like like this i'm just trying to like just trying to like picture in my head and figure out how it would work is really exciting to me. Like I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where like I was talking about before, like when they announced a Nintendo Direct like three days out, you know, like he's like that three days you just like think about all the possibilities. Like that has like everything like like it, it could be everything or nothing. And then it's always somewhere in the middle some most of the time. Um and it's just like ah you just, it doesn't never sometimes it just doesn't live to the hype. I feel like I'm doing that to myself right now about Splatoon two. But uh, I don't know. Like I, after getting into Fortnite for a couple weeks there, I'm just like, oh shit! Like Splatoon is a fun game, uh, and I would be curious to see if they that they try to tackle uh, battle royale mode with Splatoon. What about you? Hmm. Honestly, when I think about the potential rumors and like the whole, oh hey, this is a world reveal. You know, this is something that's gonna shake up everything. It's like. I'm just kind of wondering how exactly this is going to work if it is a battle royale mode. Yeah, it's just like what I, what you were just saying, Tyler. I mean, I could think of it in a way where it could work potentially if it's if it's like separated into different types of like squads, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like not like a sixteen versus sixteen, but have it like maybe a four team battle royale or something like Ooh. that, as it as it were, where it's like we have a group of four on each side and then we just go through. And just try to capture specific points, sort of like a control, kind of like a control sort of thing that we've been having previously in past Splatoon games. I could see potentially something like that happening. Yeah. Maybe not so much like a huge, grandiose environment. I mean, we got to keep in mind that the limitations of the Switch, you know, it doesn't allow for like a hundred players at the same time in order to do stuff like that. There's only so much that Tegra one chip can actually perform and do. Yeah. But, uh... I'm kind of wondering how Nintendo would mix it up in their own way. I mean, I know for a fact that uh, when they do introduce specific types of features or specific types of game types, they try to dif- like differentiate differentiate itself from a lot of the other games of its type. Like, for example, when you have like action adventures, sort of like 
games like Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and stuff like that. They did it in a way that was sort of sort of familiar to the original style, but implementing a lot of open world elements from past games like Skyrim and this and that to where it just felt kind of different and unique in its own way. So kind of imagining Splatoon 2 having a Fortnite, not like a Fortnite, but have like a Battle Royale style mode, but having little things that are going to be quirky and just independently to that game is kind of like the most exciting thing to think of. Yeah, the Nintendo spin is is what was what could be really cool about it. Yes, yes, it's that individuality and that personality is what's attracting me to, you know, stay tuned pretty much closely to what news comes out from that. Because I'm the person who has not even played Splatoon two yet, but this could persuade me to not only buy it but actually play it consistently if it's. <laughs> something interesting and something unique that i would personally be excited for yeah yeah so guys it's a uh like i said i'm not sure if this is like an official thing or if this is a rumor as far as like them actually having an announcement on june 9th but uh yeah i think it is something that's actually happening but yeah i mean like i can't really think of anything that's like if they're saying it's huge news uh then i can't think of anything like uh it's either something we haven't thought of, or it's it's battle royale mode. I mean, anything else would be, I think, a disappointment. Um, so, I guess what we'll the wait know, and see. We got a, little, a few weeks to go. What? Yeah, watch what. Yeah, watch what they do. They'll allow like four switches to actually have like about maybe sixty four different people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would be kind of funny. They make that work. I'm in. I would definitely want to check that out. Uh, I'm just yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh, but. Um, I think our last Nintendo um, topic for the week uh, is Monster Hunter. Is uh, there's a it's coming to the Switch. Uh, so interesting. Capcom announced that a Monster, a Monster Hunter game uh, will be coming to the Switch on August 28th. Um, it is an updated version of a 3DS game. Uh, it's going to be called yes. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. I think it was just called Monster Hunter Generations on uh, 3DS came a couple of years ago. I want to say. Yes. Uh, so it's basically like their um, their definitive edition. They're adding a bunch of like monsters to it. Um, I think some other things to it as well. I'm not a monster hunter guy, so I really. Uh, some I was reading a thing about it and I'm watching a thing about it, and I I don't understand it. So, um, it's pretty complex, Tyler. Yes, that's all I've heard about Monster Hunter is how um, how tough it is to get into. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty exciting, especially after uh, Monster Hunter World kind of took the world by storm there uh, when it came out last generation or last January for. Uh, excuse me, PS4 and Xbox One, so I guess Strike with the Iron's Hot, like, hey, here's a Monster Hunter game, we're not going to get you the world, we're not going to port that, we're going to give you the closest thing we can, and that's a, an up-res version of a 3DS game, so, I don't I mean, it doesn't do anything for me, I don't know if it does anything for you, Gables. Um, <laughs> well, you know what, it really doesn't do too much for me right at the moment, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't have too much to say about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. I uh, I threw it in, uh, came out two thousand sixteen. By the way, the three DS game. I have it right here in front of me. I don't know why I didn't read that. Uh, yeah, but I know something that will do it for you, Gables. And what's that? Is a game called Bloodstain. Oh uh, yes. So Iga, uh, who is um, known for the creation of Castlevania, um, a couple Not years just Castlevania, but like he wasn't the one that created Castlevania, but he was the one 
that was responsible for becoming like producer or something like that of the series of Castlevania back around the late nineties. Oh, he was okay. the one responsible for creating games like Castlevania Symphony of the Night and other Castlevania oh, okay. games onwards up oh. until Lords of Shadow. Okay, so kind of really, I mean, some like the, the some a lot of people probably the peak years yeah. for Castlevania. So yeah, it was okay, <laughs> but um, so they had a Kickstarter a couple years ago. And one of their stretch goals was that if they if they hit it, I can't remember what the number was, they would make a prequel game for it. Uh, the Bloodstain is, is set to come out uh, sometime this year. Uh, I guess we'll, it sounds like we'll hear, hear something about it at E3. But um, so coming out of the coming out of it was uh, Bloodstain Ritual of the Night is a uh, is getting its own eight bit style companion piece. Um, it's made by NT Creates, uh, the yeah. retro platformer specialist. Promised a small, smaller prequel game as a stretch goal during the Kickstarter campaign. And now the studio has announced the first details. It will be called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. And it's coming May 24th. That's fucking soon. Uh, Two weeks away. Yep. I think that was that next Thursday. Um, it will be coming to uh, Steam, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, 3DS, Vita. Whoa, fuck Vita. Uh, and yeah, the fucking Vita gets yeah. the game. <laughs> uh, and it's only going to be 10 bucks. Uh, if you, if you, uh, I think if you gave like, I think it was like twenty eight bucks and Kickstarter. You get this for free. You get this not for free. You actually paid three times as amount as everybody else will. Uh, but yeah. you're getting that. Um, Crystal Moon. Uh, I guess some of the de- details that come out of it are uh, features four playable characters uh, familiar to fans of Castlevania inspirations. Zan Getsu. Zan That one. Uh, who uses a sword? <laughs> uh, Miriam uh, with a whip. Alfred the Alchemist and Gabe uh, Gabel. Gable? Gable. 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 G-E-B-E-L. A shapeshifter who can turn into a bat. Uh, You start as uh, Zengetsu and gain more (laughs) allies as you progress. And you can swap between them at at a will. The more allies you have, the more versatility in combat. And you can keep progressing through a stage even if you die as long as another character remains. Stages will also have areas that only particular characters can assess. So, Gables. Go ahead, buddy. This is all you. All right. Initially, when I posted this message to Tyler upon Twitter, I was on YouTube this morning. I was just looking around, and I saw a little bit of the thing that caught my interest. It was Bloodstained, like Curse of the Moon, I believe it was called. I checked out the trailer. The trailer to this game was like maybe a couple minutes long, but I got to admit, after seeing that, it's convinced me that I want to buy this game day one. Why? Because the look of it, the feel of it, and definitely a lot of the inspirations are tied into classic Castlevania. There are such little details in like uh, the way the animation works in terms of like gameplay. It looks like a cross between Castlevania, Castlevania Three, Dracula's Curse. Super Castlevania 4 for the SNES. I'm talking about the whole directional whips and all this other stuff. And a lot of the characters that you have access to play, like Zangetsu and like Miriam, Alfred, and Jibel, or whatever the hell. Gabel. Whatever. <laughs> if Gables was French, he would pronounce his name Gabel. 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 <laughs> a lot of the characters are modeled after some of the past characters of the Castlevania games. Like, Zangetsu looks like more or less like a Simon Belmont-style character, where, as, like, Alfred is more of, like, say, 
God, so like a sorcerer, sort of like things like say how like Sypha was in Castlevania, like three. I thought Alfred was a butler. Well, Alfred is a butler too, but that's a different mythos. Anyway, <laughs> of course, there's Jibel, which obviously looks like it's inspired by Alucard from Drac- uh, Castlevania three. But the look of the sprites, it's just amazing. It looks like kind of like how like the sprite work was done for like say Shovel Knight. In terms of some of the fidelity and some of the crispness of it, it looks like an authentic HD res NES game. That's probably one of the most exciting things I've seen from it. Plus, the game in and of itself, the gameplay looks so simple, but it looks so basic that I could actually play through this thing comfortably, considering how often I do play retro games. I mean, hey, that's just my MO at this point. Mm-hmm. But... It excited me in a way where it's like, hey, this is like a new fucking NES game released in 2018. I want to play this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just excited because that's my style of game. I love challenging old school games like Castlevania, like Ninja Gaiden, like Contra to a certain extent. And it kind of scratches that itch where I've been dying to play something of that type for a while now. So it's also interesting that they kept this under wraps this game until like two weeks out of it launching that yeah. is crazy to me wasn't it just announced like last night or the early this morning yeah it was just announced early this morning the trailer and everything and this was supposed to be like a individual piece that was promised to kickstart backers and stuff for uh ritual of the night and stuff i mean we don't know about the release date of that yet which we probably will know probably this june mm-hmm. hopefully because i'm excited to play that game as well but uh yeah, I, I do trust a lot of the content that comes from, like, Koji Igarashi, that producer and stuff. They used to work at Konami, did some of the best Castlevania games in the franchise, in my honest opinion. Having this style of game, which, here's a little FYI for you. Koji Igarashi, that man that's responsible for being the lead producer of, like, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night and Need now Curse of the Moon, his main inspiration while trying to create games like Symphony of the Night, was Castlevania 3. And you see a lot of that influence inside of, like, Curse of the Moon for Bloodstained. And I think that's fucking awesome. That's that's in the right direction. Excited, pretty much. So, <laughs> what do you think, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm happy for people that are excited for Bloodstained and Castlevania games. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's much like Monster Hunter, Caspian has never been my thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Though. I'm glad they're doing that. You know, ten bucks. Uh, I mean, I think that easy access for people to get into it. It builds up hype for Bloodstain, uh, Ritual yep. of the Moon. It comes out at Ritual of the Night. What was it called? Yeah, Ritual of the Night. Okay. Uh, so that's cool though. I am excited for people that are excited. That's my thoughts. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> anything you want to add? I I really don't have anything other than that for that. No, I'm done. Okay, well, uh, Gables, I'm very happy for you. Oh, I'm sorry, Gabel, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Moving on though to our next topic here. Uh, so a game we talked about decent amount over the last uh, about a year now since it was announced slash E3. Uh, Anthem is the new Bioware IP. Um, we talked about, uh, there's a report from, um, Kotaku from Jason Schre- uh, Schreier, um, g- dealing with like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of concern about it. And EA, uh, the rumor back then, or according to people, um, there, he was talking to 
saying that EA was fine was they finally let them delay it out of 2018 because it was supposed to come out this year, but they would let them not it would not come out any later than 2019 or March 2019. Sorry. Um, well, now um, during a financial call, uh, Blake Jorgensen, Jesus Christ, Jorgensen, Jorgensen, anyways. Um, said the game will, will be shipped in the last quarter of the year and in the last qu- month of the quarter, which la- in fiscal year, the last quarter of the year is March. Um, the last month of the quarter, I'm sorry, in the last quarter of the year is March. So that means in March 2019, um, we'll be getting Anthem. So it sounds like that rumor was true, or at least the reports were, were true. Um, so it sounds like it's going to be the next big EA game that they release that's going to be unfinished or broken or not what we want it to be. AKA just like uh, Dragon Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect Andromeda, SimCity, Dead Space 3, uh, and of course probably the biggest tragedy in the entire history of EA Unraveled. So, um, <laughs> oh, Tyler cut deep. Yeah. Anyway. So fuck that game. It's a bad game. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's gonna be coming out in March. Uh, and my friends were back then. It's like it's a Bioware game. Uh, I've always got a soft spot in my heart for Bioware because of Mass Effect, uh, the original trilogy. Um, but kind of the direction I went, that kind of game, the Destiny style um, kind of game, open world game that's mo- more built for co-op than anything, isn't really my kind of style anymore or in my style at all. Um, so that's kind of turned me away. But then also hearing you know, the rumors back then and now being basically confirmed uh, March 2019, I feel like this game is going to come out. Uh, I feel like this is very well could be um, the the uh, beginning of the end of uh, Bioware. So that are my thoughts. Obviously, they can come out and surprise me, and I hope they do. Hope this game is fantastic. Even if it's not my game, my type of, my type of game, uh, I hope it comes out and it's fantastic. People love it and it takes off. But uh, um, you know, after Andromeda, you, know, you you start to lose a little bit of hope with them, uh, and especially hearing basically how EA's forcing him to get the shit out of there out there out there um yeah i don't know what about you gables honestly unless i see something otherwise anthem does just not interest me at the least it doesn't help the fact that bioware has now consistently released a couple of different games since <laughs> like uh you know the past couple of years that i've been having next to no interest in i mean mass effect andromeda was the one game and stuff which I thought I would initially want to play, but after subsequent, like, people playing through it, just, like, talking shit about it, and, like, just for the game in and of itself being probably one of the more disappointing things to come out from uh, Bioware in quite some time, I mean, it does not lead me with a lot of confidence to play Anthem. Not in the least. Plus, it also doesn't help matters that we haven't seen much of Anthem since last E3 from the Microsoft Showcase. Yeah. So there could be something at E3 this year that may persuade me otherwise, but other but other than that, I am not excited in the least to play that game by EA. They've done enough shit this past couple of years where it's like, I do not trust spending any money on your products. Battlefront 2, Mass Effect Andromeda, I, hell, I'm at the point where I'm not even confident in buying the next Battlefield if it's if it's rumored to believe it's just a battle royal style game only. I mean, come on. Well, that's the, that's the, the rumor. It might have the game out in there, but the, the, I think it's gonna be World War Two and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I just I I, I always whenever I get hope for Bioware, I just kind of like I'm trying to like keep my keep it you know, level headed on this, and I'll let my. Uh, it's difficult to do so with EA. Right yeah, now. yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking about since EA bought Bioware, they released Dragon Age Two, which was a dud. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect Three, which. Which great. was controversial. It yeah. was a great game, but controversial because of the ending, and people yeah. hated the series because of, like, yeah. some there, because of that. Overall, a really good game, but a lot of problems uh, coming out of it um, in the way it was handled in the back, in, you know, in the aftermath. And then Dragon Age Inquisition, that was mediocre. Um, and then Mass Effect Andromeda. So just, there's just kind of uh, three... Pr- one mediocre, you know, Mass Effect Three being a, a pretty good game, uh, Inquisition a average game, Dragon Age Two a bad game, and Mass Effect Andromeda uh, a disaster of a game. So it's just you can kind of see as they go, it's just been going downhill. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful, but I, I just I don't I don't see it happening. Um, but moving on uh, to uh, we have a, we have a, a um, Xbox topic. It's been a long time since we had one of those. Holy shit, we got one. Yeah, uh, like Xbox has turned into like what Nintendo was, like when, like when we first started this podcast. Where like the first like year and a half, we rarely talked about Nintendo just because there yep. wasn't really a lot to talk about. Um, and now it's like, uh, but we talk about Xbox and PlayStation all the time. And now it's like Xbox barely gets mentioned, obviously because we're both Switch and PS4 guys, um, but really also because um, Xbox. Hasn't really done shit in the last few There's years. There's like hardly any news <laughs> yeah. upon Microsoft at yeah. their storefronts besides the most obvious yeah. stuff. I also have like Cuphead. Like nothing's interesting has happened with them in the last, uh, since really like last E3. Um, and Games Pass, that was kind of cool. Um, but, so kind of a cool little thing that they, they did is uh, late last year they, they brought up like this uh, digital gifting they do for Xbox One games, but it was... Only select titles. It was mostly like first party stuff or stuff they published. Uh, but now um, all games uh, will you'll be able to um, gift. Uh, in addition, the Microsoft Store for PC will also offer the same thing, as well as not just games but DLC. Um, mm. so yeah, so that's kind of a kind of a cool thing. I think uh, I like the. I mean, I, I think it's crazy to think that uh, that Switch and the uh, PS4 don't have this already. Um, I feel like this is like a no-brainer. Like, it. I don't think. It, I don't. Know. I mean, obviously, I'm not like a. I don't understand how the, uh, you know, how the, the stores work, and I'm sure it could cost them some money. But I feel like the amount of money it would cost to make this, you'll get back pretty quickly. Um, you know, if I play a game, I'm like, hey, Gail, I want to play the game game with you. And it's like, oh, I don't have it. Like, here you go. Here's a copy. You know, or like, just like, hey, it's a birthday. Here's a copy of the next. You know, this game that you wanted. Uh, or this game's on sale. Here you go. Like you know, this is a great game. Check it out. Um, so I can buy Justin a fucking copy of Hyperlight Drifter. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, you need to play that goddamn game. Gables you too. I know you own it. Play it. I know I do. I'm waiting for Switch. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so what do you think, Gables? I think this is a fantastic move here by Microsoft. I do like the element that they are expanding the whole gifting function to include every bit of their downloadable games and their DLC, because that's a good move and good faith to consumer base right there. It's kind of the example you were just giving earlier. Hey, if one of your friends doesn't have the game, hey, here's this. You know, or if you 
is their birthday. Here, let's give you this. It's something that I wish more services would provide because not everyone is going to like uh, be able to afford buying certain games that they can play with their friends or something like that. So it's definitely a great move by Microsoft in the slew of stuff they've done to make themselves more consumer-friendly this generation. So I'm just kind of wondering what else they're going to add to their service now. Because right now, it's like, other than... Other than, like, uh, the major obvious stuff, if they would have came out day one with a lot of this thing, a lot of this stuff, I mean, this probably would have been a different type of generation, personally. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, though, that's pretty much what I got going for it. No, I would say it's a good point, though. I mean, like, uh, we talked about before, like, the they've been the most consumer-friendly over the last couple of years with the backwards compatibility. Yep. Um, game Pass. Now this, Games Pass, like, all the, you know, putting all the first-party games on Game Pass, um... They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, just the one, the, I mean, it's just this, it's still being proven every generation. That what it comes down to a lot of times is the games, and uh, they got everything there is in place except, except for the games. Except for the exclusives. Yeah, so that's where they are in a distant third at, um, which is why they're you know essentially in a distant third right now. Yep. Uh, but everything else is doing like everything like they're better at PlayStation and I think Nintendo everything else but the games. But, yep. I mean that's you that's always factor number one um, when it comes to when it comes to video games and consoles uh, so yeah I guess um, like I said I think everything should have it I hope uh, eventually you know other things do have it uh, it's a cool thing to have um, but moving on to this I don't know there's not really a lot to say for this one I thought it was just kind of cool to throw it in there okay. um, but Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy uh, was announced at the last direct it's coming to the Switch on July 10th um, it was coming to the Xbox One as well on July 10th. Well, and um, blog post Activision actually announced they're moving it up from July 10th to June 29th now. So I guess a whole is that like 11, 12 days early now, it being that game. So um, I think that's exactly the day that the uh, that the uh, exclusivity rights for PlayStation ends. So they're just gonna get it out right away. Um, and also I think June 30th is the last day of the financial quarter. So you get a couple days. I mean, it was one of the highest selling games of the summer last year uh, when it came out. So uh, gives you a couple days in June, kind of end off in a hot, you know, with with for for Activision and the, and the, you know the other consoles. Um, instead of you know having hey we're still making this thing, so they have a, actually have some profits, and it's kind of you know hey it's out there ten days earlier, so it gets gets it out there for everybody who goes traveling Fourth of July. So you have a switch, you can play on the, you can play on the go. Well, you cables. Are you, um, are you, you picked it up on the PS4, didn't you? I did pick it up on PS4. I did sell it initially, but uh, oh. I think that this is a good move. Why? It's obviously this is for like investor meeting purposes. You know, it's like to try to get themselves like a strong end of the quarter stuff. The last couple of days left of the month. Yeah. But it's a great move by them because it's not only like twelve days early, like you just said, but it also gives them enough breathing room just to earn enough profits from that sales the initial sales to you know not only just have a strong showing for the end of that quarter but uh, also freeze himself up for potential releases <laughs> just potential releases and stuff like that going on the rest of the year yeah. but yeah i kind of like the idea that uh, crash bandicoot's 12 days early i could pick it up to switch if i really want to that's give or take if they fix the controls yeah that was bad Yeah, so that's pretty much what I got. All right, cool. Um, 
So moving on, that's kind of like the last of our miscellaneous topics. Like I said, we're all we're just kind of doing them all in a row here. So pretty much everything else is now like um, E3 news and rumors. So um, first off, Square Enix announced they're going to do their E3, uh, do an E3 presentation this year. It's going to be on June 11th, which is a Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 12 uh, Central Central time, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Um, it was their first E3 presentation since 2015. There they actually they did like a trailer for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, what else did they do? Um, they actually near uh, Tomato was announced there. We didn't know what it was back then, but they showed off to uh, be um, there. Uh, and there's a couple other small things of it, so, but they haven't done one since. Um, but now they're coming back. So uh, then no no details what they're going to talk about, but. Uh, it was kind of, you know, remember when Bethesda a few years ago announced they're going to start doing presentations for E3. It was kind of a big deal. I'm like, okay, so what, like those kind of other, you know, like Activision doesn't even have one. They're probably the biggest company uh, maybe outside of EA um, in video games. Like, okay, so what the hell are they? Like, they went out and they went out guns blazing. They had Doom. They had Fallout 4. Um, they, had a bunch, you know, they had a few other things, too. I can't remember what, what they showed off there. Um, but they, 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 they went out guns blazing. Like, a lot of it was Fallout 4. Um, so uh, this makes me think that they're, they gotta have something big this year. I know that we already have Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm sure we're gonna get some gameplay for that. Kingdom Hearts 3 is supposed to be releasing this year. So maybe we'll get a date. Yeah. Um, but this makes me wonder what else we're gonna get. Like, it, anything, w- w- um, what do you think we'll get out of this? Are, I mean, are you, uh, I'm not the biggest Square guy, um, uh, but is, is there anything out of this that you're excited for and makes you curious what, what they're gonna have? Well, honestly, I'm more curious about Kingdom Hearts three if any any if all like information comes out from their conference in regards to that i mean for other games there's going to be something final fantasy related announced out there there's going to be something along the lines of potential dlc possibly for near but uh other than that though i'm really not too sure what else they're going to do i mean mum's the word pretty much for square this year (laughs) besides the obvious of hey when's kingdom Hearts 3 going to release finally yeah (laughs) 2019 uh maybe yeah um yeah i i think the the thing will be dominant i think the presentation will probably be dominated by shadow of the tomb raider um and then kingdom hearts 3 uh yeah. i i feel like those are probably the two big if this is like an hour i think those two will take up half of it or more yeah. uh but i feel like we can i, I mean final fantasy 7 remake like who knows that, it like could that, be almost anything at this point yeah i mean it was announced like last year that they were like they were hiring people for it um, they moved it to a different studio because the other studio that was making it was a uh, was it was a disaster. It sounded like uh, Just Cause Four has been rumored. They announced that deal last year. Square Enix did with Marvel, where they're making Marvel games. Are we gonna hear something about that? Maybe we get a CG trailer or announcement. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's um, this make this is exciting. You know, E3 is exciting going up to it's all it's it's always fun, um, especially just thinking about all the possibilities. Just like a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Uh, but coming from Square, it's it's definitely there's like you, you want especially after they went away for a few years and they're like they had that press conference. I remember when we talked about all the press conferences that year. We didn't even talk about Square Enix. It was just a nothing thing. It was just like, yeah, yeah. they had a tra- they had a CG trailer for Kingdom Hearts three, um, and that was pretty much it. You know, there wasn't really a lot of, uh, out of it. There's no news worth talking about. But the fact of bringing it back makes me think at least maybe if it's not a yearly thing. That at least this year the guys have some big stuff coming out of it. Um, and I won't be surprised if like the, I think it's the, one of the, the later ones to go, I think there's like four before it. Uh, I think there's seven or eight now, 
Um, makes me wonder if like PlayStation or um, Microsoft will have something if there's the tease um, for theirs to kind of get build up hype for it. Like, hey, here's a they're gonna here's a CG trailer for um, Kingdom Hearts three or some gameplay for it. See more at Square Enix tomorrow. You know, one one of those type of things. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It could be fun. It could be exciting. The, the, you know, the the possibilities are endless with them. Um, yeah. They're not ones afraid to sink money in the shit. I mean, maybe a Final Fantasy 16 or something. I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe more Final Fantasy 15 news. Uh, but uh, speaking of E3, PlayStation, they uh, Sean Layden, he's a CEO, uh, Sony Interactor Entertainment of uh, America, uh, c- came out and said on a podcast, uh, this year's uh, uh, showing E3 showing will feature exclusive looks and deep dives on four big titles um, from from the worldwide studios, Kojima Productions, Death Stranding, Insomniac's Games, Marvel's uh, Spider-Man, Naughty Dog's Last of Us Part 2, and Sucker Punch Productions, Ghost of Satsuma. Uh, and also he said, no new hardware announcements this year at E3. Um, so you, this is kind of different for them. Usually they tell us nothing about at all. We usually know a couple things we're going to see, but they don't never say anything. Um, but this feels like very much a Nintendo move. Uh, where like, hey, here's what you're gonna see. They tell you what you're gonna see. They they tell you what the big thing is gonna be. There's always some other stuff you're gonna see that's exciting. Um, like last year they said Odyssey was gonna be the big thing, and it was. Um, but but they did go ahead and announce some like big things of that direct too. Yo, um, yeah, with Metroid Prime Four being one of the lead things. Pokemon that surprised everyone. Yeah, Plus so I, I Pokemon Switch announcement. Yeah, yeah this, anyway. This feels like a giant, like this feels like a Nintendo, like almost like they're, uh, uh, like a Nintendo type of move that, like I was saying, like where it's like, hey, here's what we're focusing on, um, which is cool because, like, all right, cool, like I mean, it's the things they announced, like, okay, it makes sense. We're gonna, like, we all, I think we all knew Spider Man was gonna be a big part of it, but the fact yep. that the, they're gonna go uh, exclusive looks and deep dives on, like, especially the three that, uh, the two that interest me the most personally are Death Stranding and Last of Us Part Two, yes. but. Ghost of Tsushima was announced uh, like last October, um, and we got like a CG trailer. We got nothing on that, so we might finally see some gameplay and figure out more about it. Other than it's like a, it's a, a, a ninja game. Um, it sounds like an open world ninja game, um, but like I'm actually more excited now knowing that we're gonna hear about these games instead of just like getting like okay, like sh- like almost like stressing out like, are we gonna get fucking Death Stranding or like what are we gonna see something with like this? Now that we know, it kind of it's kind of a relief a little bit here. Like, hey, we're gonna hear about this. Like, I am even more excited than I was before about this. Um, what about you, Gables? Yeah, I'm very excited to see what Death Stranding is gonna be behold for the gameplay aspect. We've been teased for the last couple of years by Kojima about mm-hmm. Death Stranding and the whole concept and the whole things behind this, and then finally seeing something concrete of what the gameplay will be like. I bet it's gonna be something that we probably haven't ever seen before. It's yeah. got that type of mystique about it right now. I'm not surprised we're going to see more of The Last of Us 2, Spider-Man and stuff, and like the Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. But uh, what's going to be interesting is seeing what else they're going to focus on. I mean, you're right in saying this is a Nintendo move because they're announcing what they're going to show. There's going to be obviously some, some surprising tidbits hidden inside between each of these big old announcements and stuff. And then when Sony is probably going to be something like an hour and a half or probably a two-hour freaking press conference later on that, was it, the Monday, Tuesday night? I think it's Monday night is PlayStation's. Yeah. 
yeah, Monday night generally is what when PlayStation goes and like reveals a lot of their stuff. But it's very exciting. Out of all the out of all the conferences, I think I'm the most excited to see what is going to go on for Sony's like press conference because of the uncertainty in regards to a lot of the action, the gameplay for like three out of the four games that they're showcasing. <laughs> yeah, um, and seems like since we started doing this podcast. Uh, every year, uh, PlayStation's come out. Either we're going into it most excited about, and they've stolen the show, or yeah. um, I think really actually every year we've done this podcast, they were like the they stole E3 except for last year. Nintendo fucking stole it, and they got a pretty tight grip on it after last year. Oh and, like, yeah, Pokemon, Shit. Metroid Prime Four, Super Mario Odyssey getting revealed. Um, but once again, I'm going in this year most excited about PlayStation and um nintendo like just kind of the you know like i said like nintendo's are what we can see we have no really outside of smash brothers we have no idea what we're going to see from them um, knowing i'm going to see death stranding and last of us 2 uh is exciting for playstation uh xbox is always a mystery you never i mean there's a thing it's they're, they're kind of like, in a lot of ways they're like ea we're like we know we're going to see sports we're going to see the we're going to see battlefield we're going to see the star wars game um but then there's always a couple big announcements that come out of it um so yeah i am yeah i'm pumped for this uh and the more i hear about it now like the more excited i get for it so um yeah and the no the new new hardware announcement is is very interesting to me it, it makes me wonder if um you know there's been the rumors out there about it it's gonna be showing off this year and come out next year um just make the fact that they're acknowledging it uh speaks volumes but i don't know what's what they're saying where it's like okay like, is it not coming for a while? Is it coming soon? Are we going to hear about it next year? Um, I, I think in some ways, I think it was more his way. It could have been very well his way of saying, like, hey, guys, we've got these great games coming uh, for PS4. Don't worry about PS5 yet. Like, focus on PS4. This thing's still selling hotcakes. Well, so, yeah. Uh, that yeah. surprised me in a bit because of how big the install base is right now. And plus, still, the PS4 is still being remarkably successful in retail. Mm-hmm. So the only, the honestly, the only way, the only thing that would tell the consumer base otherwise or something like that, if they just announced, oh, hey, we're going to be coming out with this system, and all of a sudden things start to decrease a little bit. I don't think that we're going to be seeing another console revealed by Sony probably until at the earliest, probably next year. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully not. So I'm hoping early as 2020, but... uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting that he, that he acknowledged that. But um, finally, on our last topic for the show, um, we went through this a lot faster than I thought we would. Uh, so Walmart Canada uh, very well could have just ruined E3 uh, for everybody and spoiled it. Uh, so they a bunch of like um, uh, I don't know how you how you want to describe it. Basically, like there's now there's links to you can go to for a bunch of games. They've since been taken down. But a bunch of box arts popped up uh, for all the consoles for games. Uh, there was a couple dozen um, that popped up. It was like it'd be like uh, WWE 2K19, uh, which we but, would have suspected anyway would be. Released. Yeah. So there was there was a most of them were games that already we already know about um, or have been announced. But it'd be like it was just they're all like it was a it was like a picture of like the Xbox uh, packaging game packaging. Uh, with the green on it, 
it was a black background and it just had the the, the name of the game typed in white and right printing like WWE 2K19 stockholder images which yes. they were basically were yeah so they had like NBA 2K19 uh Final Fantasy 7 was one of them uh but the ones that came out of it uh the games that haven't been announced were Splinter Cell Just Cause 4 Dragon Quest 2 Destiny Comet which is something we talked about way back when uh was the uh Destiny Com- Comet was the uh uh I guess like the prototype name for the uh, big destiny expansion that might be coming right. out later this year um borderlands 3 assassin's creed just called assassin's creed nothing else lego dc villains um rage 2 forza horizon 5 which is interesting because uh they haven't released uh forza horizon 4 yet so unless they're skipping it i don't know and then last but not least gears of war 5 um so my question to you is so, like I said, there's multiple dozen games that were announced, uh, but a lot of them were games that have already been or that were put up there. But most of those games have already been announced um, that are being developed. All of these are have not were never been announced before. My my question to you is: Do you think this is uh, this is real? Let's see. This came from a listing of, from Walmart of Canada. These mm-hmm. were placeholder images and stuff. But honestly, this could also... I mean, even though it does add some bit of credibility to it, being a major retailer site, I mean, in and of itself, that is... That is pretty good evidence to suggest that some of these could be real. But what kind of suggests to me that this should be taken with a grain of salt is some of the obvious cues. Forza Horizon 5, like you said before, the fourth hasn't even come out. So that gives a red flag in and of itself another is like a lot of the stockholder images in and of itself are just blank boxes or something like that that could potentially that uh with a lot of the names written on it i mean yeah sure there's placeholder images and stuff for retail websites in terms of like announcements seeing what games already come out and something like this but uh honestly this could have been faked it could have been faked. I mean, there's always that possibility that someone just went up through the listings and stuff and all of a sudden just randomly took it down, you know. But mm. uh, And that's just the thing. What's keeping me from deciding this is 100% fake or something is because this came from an actual Walmart, the actual Walmart of Canada's website. A lot of these games we suspected would be revealed at E3 this year. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that a Gears of War 5 could be announced. It's not out of the realm of possibility that, uh, say, Borderlands 3, we may hear something of it and stuff. But what's the most interesting, and what will be the most telling, is Bethesda. They have an announcement of a game coming Monday. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of interests me that there's a Rage 2, a sequel to a game that that received middling reviews back when, you know, had an interesting world, but the graphical premise of it wasn't really up to id's standards at the time. So it's interesting, it's going to be interesting to see if, and if, that game announced Monday happens to be Rage 2. Because if it's not, that would suggest that this listing, this supposed leak, could potentially be fake. But if it is Rage 2, this gives more credibility, and it's more likely that what we see at E3 will be an announcement of a bunch of those games listed on there. Because here's the thing, so we've already known about games like the annual releases of sports games, or like WWE, NBA, this and that. We already know Smash Brothers is going to be front and center for the Nintendo Direct, and in terms of like one of their showcase pieces for Nintendo. So that in of itself has already been established. What has not been established 
are the games that we've seen that have just remotely been leaked, released, you know, or leaked. Mm-hmm. Splinter Cell, I mean, we haven't heard anything from Splinter Cell in quite a while, but there is also evidence to support that could be showcased too, because a DLC part of Ghost Recon Wildlands actually did include Tom, you know, like Sam Fisher of Splinter Cell inside of the, some of the mission packs and stuff. So, honestly, I'm half and half about this. It's really just on the borderline here. I cannot say any for or against. So what I would say is, let's wait till Monday, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the Rage 2 stuff, uh, even Bethesda's Twitter account was having fun with uh, Walmart Canada yeah, the, the uh, old about their box art. The old freaking Rage account on Twitter was activated oh, yeah. just solely after this was announced. This yeah. was leaked. Yeah, and, hilarious. and poke fun at the leak. Um, so maybe I didn't think about that, but maybe you're right. Maybe the rage, uh, the, the game that Bethesda's going to announce on Monday, or they're teasing they're going to announce on Monday. Um, maybe, uh, maybe like this leak kind of sped up that. Like, hey, we're going to save this for E3, but like, oh, now it's out there. Um, this could be like what I was saying. We were just talking about with the, in the last topic with PlayStation announcing what they're going to talk about. Talk about. Uh, let's say, hey. Let's announce this one of our probably our biggest game we got coming out here, uh, and build up hype for our show. For people like, hey, we're gonna talk about Rage Two is happening. Uh, come see, uh, watch us at E three. We'll show you more. Um, nice. I feel like that'd be nice. I don't feel like this was like a direct like all these things are gonna be talked about E three kind of leak. I feel like all these no. games. I feel like every game that was shown there is gonna happen. The majority of those right. we already know is gonna happen, or they've already, like they've already been announced. Uh, but I feel like Gears of War Five is a pretty sure bet. Yes. Um, Borderlands 3 has officially been announced, but we don't have any, other than the fact we know they were working on it, we don't have any other details yeah. on it. and some uh, little tidbits by Randy Pitchford over the past, like, year and a half or some of that. He's like, oh, here's screenshots of this over yeah. the process, and this and that. You know, just him being himself, pretty much. Douche. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Lego DC Villains, I guess, has been heavily rumored. I haven't heard anything about it, but I guess it's been heavily, heavily rumored for a long time now. Um, a, a random game called Assassin's Creed. Uh, are they, I doubt they're rebooting the franchise after Origins kind of brought them back. Uh, but they very well could be. Who knows? Um, I think maybe that just means like, hey, the next Assassin's Creed game is being made, is being worked on. Uh, the Forza Horizon 5, technically that game, I think Forza Horizon 4 is, would be coming out this year. So that would be two or three years out before we even saw that game. So I feel like, and um, I was listening to a podcast and they, they were talking about and he was talking about uh, that when he worked at like IGN and stuff like GameSpot, like all these news websites, like everybody does, like New York Post, everybody does it. Where like something they know is going to happen, they'll write out the article and they'll wait for the official announcement or stuff that they just kind of assume that's going to happen. Yep. They'll have the article t- filled out, uh, ready to go, everything's done, and then all they got to do is wait for the official announcement. Um, like like <clears throat> E3's coming. Like hey, we know they're going to talk about WWE 2K19, so they'll write up an article about the, the things like just kind of get everything in place. So that way, when the game's announced, they can have like have everything, right, most of it done, ready to go. So it could be the Makes same sense. thing here, where like they've already like typed in all these things and got them ready to go. So when the games are officially announced, all they gotta do is put the box art on there, boop, and everything's ready to go, and they can make it live. If sounds and that, that sounds like the most real possibility, man. I feel like a lot of these games will probably be announced. If I had to bet money, I would bet more than half of these. What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games on there. I would bet money that more than half of these will be talked about yeah. um, um, or announced or whatever. 
but like I said, I, I it, it sound that makes the most sense to me. Where it's like, especially the Forza Rise of Five thing is the red herring to me on that. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I think it's it's just it's very simple. As someone they made all these things that they're unpublished, they weren't live, and then someone hit the wrong button and made all these things live. Uh, and that, I think it's as simple as that. But I do still feel like. I do feel like they did spoil a lot for E3, which on some hands, though, like I said, like just like I said in the last topic, like now we have this out there, like the dangling this carrot now. It's like, okay, like what's Destiny Comet? Okay, I want to, I'm, I'm actually like, as much as we bitch about Destiny, like it's when Destiny's great, Destiny's really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands 3, okay, I want I love Borderlands. Gears War 5, Gears War 4 was fucking fantastic. Uh, and I want to know what they're going to do after that. Um, Rage 2, obviously, you know, like, what's next for that franchise? Splinter Cell, what are they going to do to bring it back? Um, so, yeah, I, I it just kind of, in a lot of ways, I'm now more excited. It's just like everything I hear about E3 just makes me more excited about E3. And I forgot about <laughs> I forgot about how that makes it, how exciting that is uh, <laughs> as a gamer, E3 is. Uh, and it was just funny. We were talking about it uh, just in the last week's show where it's like, it's like not a lot of news this week, um, but E3 is coming. And I'm sure in the next couple of weeks we're gonna be here. We're gonna have a bunch of news, and it wasn't even a couple of weeks. It was like two days later, like a bu- <laughs> like Nintendo came out with the no virtual console stuff and the Nintendo online services stuff. I'm like, okay, that's a good chunk of a podcast right there. And it's just like every it seemed like every time I went to break at work, I looked on Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, okay, there's another topic. Oh shit, okay, there's another topic. Oh shit, okay, there's no more news. So um, then we're just it's still it's only the 12th as of this recording so we still got uh almost a month before yep. e3 officially begins um so it's like four weeks still uh so yeah it's uh it's exciting it's four weeks from the day will be the first e3 press conference i think ea goes that day and i think microsoft might go that day um on that sunday yes uh well i think ea is on saturday now Okay, he Mic- on Saturday, and then I, Microsoft's the next day, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. But I think Microsoft actually went to Saturday now this year. I can't remember. Oh, sure. Um, either, it was either Saturday or Sunday this year. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's exciting. I'm sure we're going to hear more and more as we get closer. Um, and we'll talk about them, obviously, as they happen. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, week one of the E3 craziness. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not even E3 yet. We've got, like I said, we've got a month to go. Um, so we'll hear a lot more, I'm sure, until then. But I think that's probably going to wrap up everything for the show this week. Um, sorry we didn't get to what we've been playing, but uh, you know this stuff kind of took precedent over all that uh, precedent. Sorry over that, over all that. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more from us? We have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Like and join us on there. Twitter at Drunk Pod. Follow us on there. Uh, on iTunes, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Subscribe on there. Subscribe to us on there. Leave, leave us a five star review, please. Uh, more people that more people that leave reviews, more people that can see us on there. YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe and uh, give us a big thumbs up for our podcast. Um, that helps us out as well. And then I think, oh yeah, Twitch, um, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there, um, please. Uh, and uh, give us a friend request. We like friends. Friends are good. Uh, so I think that covers everything. I think I got everything. Uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable. So until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a good week. Hope you have a lot of good gaming time. Above all else, make sure to sit yourself down and just listen to a good old-fashioned episode of the Drunk Dash Nerd Podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. And we're out. Boys.